Greetings, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gospel Talk, where we bring forth insightful truths for practical living. Today's episode is entitled The Spring of Life in a Dry Land. The Spring of Life in a Dry Land. And we're going to be talking about Jesus. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and Joseph was born in Bethlehem, but Mary was born in Nazareth. When everything was settled, they all returned to Nazareth to raise Jesus. Nazareth is about mm, 22 kilometers from Galilee. During Jesus' time, Nazareth was a farming village away from the main trade routes. And it was not considered a place that most people flocked toward. It was something that if you were on the highway, and you seen the sign that said exit here for Nazareth, you would speed right past it. You wouldn't even look over there. You wouldn't even think twice about visiting. It was one of those type places. It was, I don't want to say, I don't want to name a particular type of place because someone may be in that condition. And I don't want no one to get offended. But it was simply a place that you did not want to go visit. You know, because of the environment and the citizens. So that, you know, because of that condition, no one phantom that a messiah you mean to tell me that's going to be a man born in that coming from that area that's going to be called messiah there's no way i mean there's no way and so over there in the book of john the first chapter verse 46 it says and nathaniel said unto him can there any good thing come out of nazareth philip said unto him come and see so nathaniel understanding the culture understanding the, the citizens, understanding that environment, doubted that, ah, nah, that, that, nothing good is going to come out of that area. You can say what you want to say, but you telling me a Messiah is coming from that area? Nah, I don't believe it. You know, because Nathaniel, he knew about what the city of Nazareth housed. He was from Galilee, you know, which was roughly 13 miles away. When Jesus whom everyone was now well because of the miracles that Jesus was performing and the crowd of people that flocked toward him. So his reputation spread abroad. So when Jesus called for his disciples, he went to Galilee and called Philip. Philip, you know, when he met Jesus, he was bursting with joy, you know, after his encounter. And then he ran, you know, you, you ever been... To where you get exposed to something, you ever been exposed to a God or God has blessed you in such a, a way that it's hard to contain it. You just got to tell somebody, look what the Lord did for me. Look what the Lord, he blessed me with this house. He blessed me with this car. I was walking and I was praying I needed money and I found it. You know, when those types of things happen to us, there's an innate ability within that just compels us. I need to share this good news, right? And so when Philip had that encounter with Jesus, joy overflowed. So he ran and found Nathaniel to tell him about the man that Moses in the law and the prophets wrote about. You know, in other words, Nathaniel, the one that we've been studying, the one that our forefathers talked about, he is here and his name is Jesus. He's the son of Joseph. So Nathaniel's mind immediately 
went to, wait a minute, this man you talking about, he's from where? Nazareth. <sighs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So Nathaniel, he pondered on if anything good can come out of that place. Because Nazareth was such a bad village. And so in Nathaniel's mind, he's looking at Philip saying, and you telling me that the one who the patriarch Moses and the prophets wrote about is from that place? <laughs> Not only did Jesus prove himself, even though he didn't have to, but his works proclaim and silence the opinion of Nathaniel and those with that self-same mindset. Now, having said all of that, now look at your situation. Consider what you have endured. Consider where you are right now in life. Whether you are prospering in a business, whether you have overcome trials, whether you have excelled beyond what others thought you would or would not do. Consider what you have endured. Just think about it for a moment. Don't rush to just 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 cause think about it. Cause sometimes, I'm gonna be honest, I look at where I am in life and based on the journey that I have made and based on my past experiences. If my past experience could talk and if they could speak to me in the past, they would say, you would not make it out of this situation. But I like to say, and like many people say, but God. <laughs> so consider what you've endured. I don't know about you, but look here. I've had some storms that from the outside, you know, people was, because they told me afterwards, TK, there's no way you're going to get out of that situation. There's no way. You know, people may know your past. Hear me now. People may know your past. Mm, think about that. Just think about that. People may know your past. Family, friends, or enemies. They know your past. They know what you come from. They know what you've done. They know if you was an alcoholic, if you smoked, if you ran to clubs, if you did all of those things in the past. They know you, and sometimes they label you based on what or what you have overcame. So they may see your struggles. They see you going through situations. But God has the last word. You hear me? But God has the last word. Your testimony is only a test of his word. You know, if God said that he will put no more on you than what you can bear, then regardless of the circumstances, <laughs> whew, it can't destroy you. You're going through because God knew you could make it through it. So why are you acting out of character? Hmm? If we believe the word of God wholeheartedly, there has to be evidence that manifests our belief. So regardless of trials, tribulations, pain, burdens, being emotionally drained, weary, downtrodden, tit, grief-stricken, doubtful, sickness, or whatever may come your way does not have dominion over you. Just because you in a situation don't mean there's not a glory that's waiting to be birthed. Nathaniel saw Jesus as a Nazarene coming from Nazareth. And based on what he assumed, hear me now, assumed about Nazareth and the people in that area, 
that there's no way glory can come out of there. So people may look at you from an outside view or from the past or from the present and say, there's no way he or she is going to make it out of that. There's no way he or she is going to be successful. There's no way he or she shall do what they have been declaring they are going to do. But God. So all of these words that I named, tribulation, pains, burdens, they all are word. They are names. I just I named a list of things. You know, Nazareth, according to Nathaniel, he had his own assumption of the people in that area. And he probably called them certain names, labeled them certain names. But I want you to hear this here now. Everything that you're going through has a name. You know, whether you are lacking, whether you are in sickness, whether you are struggling mentally, whatever it is you're dealing with in life, or whatever you're believing God for, or whatever you assume, I say assume, is trampling you or keeping you from getting to your next destination, it has a name. In other words, it is identified by by that name so that when the horn blows we know that a ship is arriving right we know based on that sound and that name when someone attached to who you are before you are seen then we know it's coming prime example Someone who is labeled as an alcoholic. You know, two people can be talking, such and such, they number the alcoholic. He, that's all they do is he's just an alcoholic. So the sound, just like with a ship, is the conversation. It's already announcing before that individual even walk in the room. So when that person walk in the room, he has already been labeled based on what others already feel. But hear me, everything has a name. It has a name. And everything that is named is subject to the name of Jesus and what that name represents. So everything is subject to God and we are his children. So why should we live in defeat? So why should we allow the opinion of others or the name associated or conjured up by someone in relation to us? You know, you're nothing. You're pathetic. You'll never make it. You know, I've heard that in my life before. And if they see me now, which they have, they are dumbfounded. But I didn't allow that name, I didn't allow that sound that they echo to become who I am. And so we must walk in that self-same right. And so what keeps you from not associating yourself and or disassociating yourself with those names or, or that perception, that negative perception is fear. Fear of the unknown. You know, we must, as the household of faith, walk around in faith and trust absolute, even more so now with everything that's going on in the world, with so much sickness, so much fear that is being flooded out 
insane violence that is clouding the minds of men. We must find ourselves standing firm on the word. And God said that if you can find yourself there, stop worrying about what's going to happen around you because the angel of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and delivered them. Right? But this type of fear is not about being afraid, but rather having reverence for who he is. Jesus gave his life not just for us to live, but for us to live more abundantly. We are spiritual beings within a physical body. The more we allow negative thoughts to weigh upon us, they will begin to affect our physical body and even dampen our spirit. We must awake to the reality of who we are and whose we are. Now, you may be going through a hard time and, and don't see the way out. You know, it's dangerous when an earnest prayer turns to begging and worrying. You know, please, God, please, please, God, please help me. Please, please, because you have placed yourself outside of his acceptance. You have placed yourself outside of his promises. You have placed yourself outside, here it is, of the authority that he has given unto you. He didn't tell us to beg. He didn't tell us to worry because when you worry, worrying is called self-torment. So why are you tormenting yourself when you serve or when you are the child of a God who is above all? So if you find yourself worrying about a situation, it's evident that somewhere along the line, doubt has crept in. And fear and doubt cannot mix, just like oil and, 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 and water. The emergence of doubt can exist for a number of reasons. Sometimes we are not living as we should or living in sin. And our prayers are hindered because our lifestyle is not acceptable and lining up with the word of God. So the veil that was once separated us from God has been ripped in twain so we have access because in the days of old there was a veil that separated the people from the things of God and only the priest could go in but because of Jesus death burial and resurrection the veil the way the barrier that separated us from God has now been ripped open so you have the right to go boldly before the throne you have the right seeing then this is in Hebrews 4 14 through 16, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He know what you're going through. But was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. <laughs> I like this verse. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So when Jesus gave his life as a ransom, his death, burial, and resurrection, as we spoke, freed us from sin's penalty and gave us access to God. So our situation 
cannot prophesy to us if we have faith in God. But wherever you are, there's a glory that can be revealed. Whatever you're going through, there's a glory that can be revealed. Whatever you find yourself in, there's a glory that can be revealed. But you must find yourself trusting in what God said and not allowing the thoughts, the perception, the condition, the situation to define where you're going in life. So we leave you with this final thought. And as Nathaniel didn't believe that, that something great could come out of Nazareth and, and he couldn't accept the fact that there's a Messiah. You mean to tell me that Jesus, who our forefathers talked about, he is the Messiah that's coming out of that area? So don't allow your circumstance, your situation to determine your future. There's a glory that can be revealed if you keep your focus on Jesus. In due time, in due season, the glory shall manifest. Blessings.